You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Attacker Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go sopura o kimishi nanara soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Yes, indeed. Now, okay, so uh, a little bit peek behind the curtain. I know this is the reason why Raul didn't want me to play the sound anymore, but it's really weird hearing this thing that I worked on sound like garbage for me. <laughs> and I get it, but it you know makes me sad that everything kind of sounds like it's running through a potato. Um, <laughs> this is episode number 14 of Anime Otaku Show, you guys. I'm your host, CJ, Broken Arms, Naruto, Runboat. And joining me tonight are, of course, Josh. Math doesn't work that way, Deku. McGrath. Damn right it doesn't. Seriously. Carrie, Anime Deadlines, Wilcox. Yo. Carrie, I need those chibis tomorrow. Tomorrow. Delbert. I better outsource to uh. (laughs) Delbert, goddamn strawberry android sand. Fucking strawberries, man. And of course, (laughs) keeping us alive and making my intro sound like garbage is Raul Flower Solid slash number one bear hunter Garza. (laughs) Hello. Oh man, we are in for a we are in for a jam packed show. Hey, Delbert. So, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we are doing uh, episodes three and four in season three of My Hero Academia, My Hero and Drive It Home Iron Fist, uh, Food Wars season three, episodes 16 and 17, Revenge Match and the Umami Tightrope, uh, Magical Girl Uray, uh, episode four and five versus Cyborg and On Vacation. And what is probably going to take up a lot of the time. Darling in the Franks, episode 16, back after a one-week hiatus, episode Days of Our Lives. Yay. All right. So let's go Let's go ahead and jump into it here. My Hero Academia. So good. I've been waiting for that episode, for the so My Hero episode. So many feels. Right. Deku is completely torn up in this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he is fighting a character, and this is is your stereotypical, like, hero overcoming himself, but evil thing. (laughs) Like, and even the villain, uh, Muscular, by the way, fantastic name for him. Of course. I wonder what his power is. Yeah. Muscular. It's weird. I don't know. I just can't figure it out. By the way. He lifts, bro. Bravo to this show to being able to have horrific villains done real good. Yeah, Muscular doesn't give a shit. He just wants to beat the crap out of stuff. Yeah. And he's horrifying while looking at it. He looks like a genuine threat. Like, it is, it is, he's scary. Like, it's not like, oh, he's a big dude. Like, he looks threatening he looks like he is somebody to be you know not to be fucked with 
Yeah, and the way they animate the muscle fibers. Yes, mm. that was that was amazing. Um, I mean, well, let's go ahead and we didn't talk about this before. What kind? How anime? How anime is the fucking name of Vanguard Action Squad? <laughs> well, look who came up with it. Yeah, I know the the guy who refers to everything as games. Yes. Yeah, that and this is literally a PR stunt. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is this. If they get their goal, which is apparently um, recruiting uh, Kachan, um, you know that's cool. But if not, hey, we get to know that we're not to be fucked with. <laughs> well, I mean, Musk. Well, was it in this episode or the next episode that he deals with muscular? This episode. This is the episode where he maths nine people into one million percent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not how math works, Deku. And it's uh, even weaker because he's injured to hell and back. Yeah. I mean, the uh, uh, drawing on his arm, he's literally got a gash in his hand. Yeah. Well, that that that's something that's been... Yeah. A predominant that been there thing for a about Deku from from the start is he did irreparable damage to his arms from using one for all the way he has been, and that's actually something that's the... going to play into his character development going forward. Is trying to figure out how to both be a hero and not cripple himself. It was it was during an earlier arc with. Um... I think it was during the one of the exam arcs. Um, it, 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 I think it was his, his fight with uh, Todoroki, actually. Yeah, where Recovery yeah. Girl is basically like, if you don't stop this, you're not going to be able to be a hero anymore. Yeah, like, I, I, I did everything I could here, but I can't fix it completely. Yeah, like, I can't heal you all the way. Let um, this be a reminder. Also, uh, Dobby is free villain. Master gave Dobby a sock. I don't understand his name. Me either, but I I wanted to make the I'm well, I wanted to make the Harry Potter. It's completely <laughs> understandable. He does, however, have one of the coolest damn aesthetics out of the out of the villains. Yeah, like the the blue fire and just like him being like a scarecrow, like skull faced looking motherfucker. Like right, all of the villains in here look really really cool, and uh, uh, the only one who doesn't is they're unassuming is um. The 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 person with the the big stick, Magni. Magni, yeah. It's it's literally a giant magnet, by the way. If you couldn't figure that out. Yeah, I figured with the name. Um, what? God, spoilers. Are, are you reading ahead in the manga what again? I can, what I can't figure out is why they kept referring to what appears to be a very masculine character as Big Sis. Uh, because according to uh, the fandom site, it's a girl. <laughs> I have questions I mean, about him. Her. Her. They. <laughs> Trigger warning. What does he say? It's like, I no, have that's questions. the end of the episode. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, no, it is, it is essentially uh, a masculine woman fighting a masculine woman <laughs> with Magni versus Tiger. Well, I mean, Tiger's beautiful. I mean, Tiger is a is a man, so yeah. I don't. I he was not born a man, but he is a man. Um, 
but yeah, Ma- Magni Magni's a woman. Uh, Kenji Hishiki, uh, also known by her villain name Magni, uh, is affiliated with the League of Villains and is part of its Vanguard Action Squad. She and the rest of her team serve as main antagonists of the Forest tra- Training Camp arc. Kenji prefers to go by uh, female pronouns despite her masculine presentation. I wonder if she's a trans woman because yes, Kenji Magni is a masculine. Magni was a transgender woman with a muscular build with thin facial hair around her chin, long, smooth, uh, dark red hair, big oval eyes, and big lips. So it's two trans people fighting, which is which, fantastic. And it's never mentioned. Like, it doesn't matter. That's the best thing about this. Like, you can have representation of having these two trans people be the biggest brawlers on the scene, and it's never a thing. Right, like, like for it to be brought up, so they know that the that the representation is there, but just reference it and let it go. Like they don't make a big deal about it. Yeah, yeah, and especially for Tiger to have transitioned and remained a member of the Pussycats is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the Pussycats, uh, they might be short one, right? Oh, Pillbug. No, 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 no. Not Pillbug. Is it Pillbug? The, the blue-haired one, one? The one that we just see a table with blood on yeah, it? Yeah, it's Pillbug. Oh, okay. No, that's Pillbug. That's, um... Ragdoll? Ragdoll. In their fucking names. All that matters is Tiger. They're all cat breeds. Yeah, I know, but all that matters is Tiger. <laughs> tiger is pretty fantastic, but, um, yeah. More likely we I have just... one death. The fight with Muscular was so good in the manga, and they did such a beautiful job with it in this episode. Uh, r- right up until you you watch, you know, Deku basically sort of give up for almost a moment there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's. I'm going to sacrifice myself so you can get out of here. That's all that matters. And then what does Kota do? The exact same thing Deku did at the start of the series. Yep. Throw himself into harm's way because he couldn't stand what he was seeing. Exactly. Yeah. And hey, look who inherited his parents' water quirks. Yay, Coda! Well, they show that previously where like it had like what could be considered water indents if, if properly applied before the villain showed up. Like they flashed over to next to his thing where there were impact points. And if you think about it, it's something that a fire hose could create. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, then you know. With that slight distraction that Koda creates, you watch Deku's eyes light back up. Yes. Yes. Literal splash of water to the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and wait, are you getting stronger? <laughs> <laughs> what is this water? What's, ha- what's happening here? And then he just goes plus ultra, like just Basically. smashes muscular into the. Also, uh, that is not how math works, nor geometry, or not geometry, geography, Deku. <laughs> yeah, but, and another thing that I really like about the, the anime, the that little effect that they've added for uh, One for All, with yeah. the, the, the points of light connecting to one another, that is unique to the anime. Oh, nice. I love it. Yeah, that's a nice effect. Like, it, it gives you that sense that he's, you know, he's digging a little deeper and connecting into that, you know, deep well pool of power from one for all. He's digging into the Avatar well. Basically. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. 
Um, so like I, I was playing around with when Delver was over here yesterday. Um, I was playing around with Deku's uh, attachment to the one for all is is uh, being a mathematician. <laughs> it's not the speed. It's not you know being able to break his body over and over and over again. Nope, it's weird. It's making numbers that aren't actually there. To be fair, he has All Might in that chain. Is all and All Might is worth at least more than one person. And yeah, but it, it's funny you should you know mention that because really. Deku's strongest attribute thus far has been his brain. Yeah. The the reason he's gotten this far isn't just one for all. It's the fact that he has spent his entire life analyzing everything. Yes. You know, from, from the way different heroes fight to the way certain quirks work, he's just smart. When... And it's that, that's one of the things I love about him is, yeah, he could pull you know, eventually punch through a city block, I'm sure, at the very least. You know, we've, we've seen what All Might can do with One for All. You know, changing wind pressure to the point it affects the weather. <laughs> so he's a powerhouse, but his brain is his strongest muscle. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because he dealt with so much time, like, being powerless, he had to find a way over it. And unlike what I'm guessing what All Might did, which was maybe he had a little bit of heroics, but I'm guessing he wasn't as bright. Yeah, I mean All we Might don't seems see like right without seems like power. he's a hundred percent muscle, but like he 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 just does everything brute strength, but he does have enough smarts to get him through. He operates more on instinct. Yeah. Hmm. And, like, street smarts. Like, he's the wisdom and Deku is the int. Basically, yeah. Yeah, he, he's strength and wisdom and Deku is int and uh, dexterity. Neither one of them great on con stats, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, All Might was. All was, yes, but speaking speaking strictly current continuity, mm-hmm. neither one of them have real good yeah. stats. He suffered some massive con drain. Yeah, to he's be fair... Been- the fact that All Might is alive while missing his stomach. Yeah. It um. It, yeah. It, it's it is insane, but like he's yeah. He, he using Pathfinder on this one, he's taken a lot of ability damage. <laughs> so uh, drive it home, Iron Fist. Yay! Ship names in to- in uh. But let's just talk for a moment about well, one of my favorite sidekicks. Well, first, well, first, I want to I want to finish up talking about that real quick because you had the side fight of uh, Tiger and uh, Magni and um, Waifu Chan and uh, Little Stain, Shit Stain, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Spinner. Yeah. And, like, I love how she fights, by the way. She is not afraid to use her womanly wiles to her advantage, <laughs> and I love her for it. <laughs> like, I, I can get in men's brains, literally. <laughs> so, bravo on her. <laughs> I mean, also, just knowing how to properly apply what you can do. Yeah, I mean, telepathy isn't necessarily known for being a physical trait, so, I mean, sometimes maybe triggering them to be like, oh, like they did with, like she did with her or did it with Spinner. Like, 
Yeah, stop him in his tracks for a second, make him blush, and then punch him in the face. Yeah, create an opening, not only for herself, but I'm sure she has used that in the past to create an opening for Tiger. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and speaking of horror, the introduction of who we know, eventually known as Moonfish, staring over the bloody hand saying, don't tempt me, don't tempt me. Oh, that's that uh, Death Row inmate, right? Yes. Um, and... And we do have to acknowledge while we're talking about this episode, Kota's reaction to Deku, the end of the Deku fight. I cried. Like, I just absolutely cried with that. Like, it was... This show is so well done on that. And... Oh, man. This is for, like, people who are... Uh, I read an article where My Hero Academia is for people who are tired of superhero movies or superhero tropes. Yeah, it is a deconstruction of the genre. Like, that's entirely what this is. Is you have all the plot, you have all the tropes and everything like that, but not only does it subvert your expectations on it, but also, like, it it, it knows that you know that these things are coming and puts them on their heads. Mm -hmm. And, like, the villains actually have a valid gripe against the heroes. It's just they're not being villains just to be evil. Yeah, some of them are, but I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's, you know, we want to be as free as the heroes are. Like, yeah, well, Muscular just had one. Well, Muscular, one as he said, I wanted to kill people. Your parents wanted to stop me, Coda. Yeah. And, uh, well, we both tried our best. <laughs> one of us tried a little harder than the other. But I mean, good for him, though. Like, that's that's really well. Like, Muscular's like, yeah. I'm not noble. I wanted to kill people, but your parents could have put up a good fight. They're losers and they died, but they put up a good fight. They took out one of his eyes. Yeah. That was a gross effect, by the way, when he put in the right. new one and like went all sorts of, um, uh, fucking what's his name in bleach. Um, uh, yes, he, they, he went all Kenpachi without the eye patch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, you notice he had like a whole pocket full of them, and also you. He was just keeping them in his pocket. Yeah, don't keep eyes in your pockets, you guys. That's that's gross. It seemed like more of a visor, like a sunglasses thing. Yeah, it's more fun to think that it's just like a weird thing that he used to like let himself go, like his eye was holding him back as a chain or something like that. Also, they gave me this stupid mask because I'm new. <sighs> They couldn't find anything else. So, so Delbert's over here, and I'm watching this episode now for the third time. And um, um, because I was like, hey, let's watch it in the dub again, because I realized my kids hadn't watched it, and they're real big fans of this show. Um, and I'm, I'm watching this, and he's talking about they couldn't get shipment there past the time I go. And that's why you need villain Amazon Prime. Mm hmm. But yeah, in the end, Deku wins. And next episode. <laughs> and it's a good callback, too, to what Todoroki was saying about, hey, you need to reach somebody with your actions sometimes. Yes, Deku listens to people. And that's some, that's another thing of his, one of his superpowers, is he is willing to learn like and willing to adapt. I like how he doesn't go down like the normal trophy where it's like, yeah, he's not going to listen or he's just going to figure it out some other way or something like that. But he's, it's actually given him good advice. Yeah. 
and he listens and works with it and like adapts it to his own thing. Like mm-hmm. that's the reason why he has full cowling in the first place. You go to a speed based hero who teaches you, Hey, maybe you should not just try and punch things. Yep. Yeah. Get in the microwave. Yep. All right. Iron fist. Favorite name of any character ever is Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. Yep. <laughs> what are those parents thinking? Exactly. Like, yes. That poor kid's parents. Like, was his mom, was childbirth that rough with him that the only thing that maybe she could say is just Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. And then well, he wrote that on his birth certificate. If he got his quirk from his dad then yes, it would have been that rough. <laughs> Hard dicking. Well, the, the thing is, is that they're not born with the court. It, it comes out at a young age, right? But we it, don't it know how intelligent... Yeah, exactly. Also, we don't know how intelligent his father is, so you never know if he was not uh, hard as steel at all times, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and then also, like, you do have, you know, someone like Froppy or Tokoyami probably were born with theirs. Oh yeah, Mo- Tokoyami most ex- like most certainly was born with his. And the the first baby ever to have a quirk was born glowing. Yeah, mm, that's true. Yes, it it, it yeah. It, it's not that it's something that develops. It usually manifests at an early age if it's you know a quirk like Bakugo's. But I, I believe in the in the early episodes slash chapters they establish that. By a certain age, if one hasn't manifested in some way or, or form, it's not going to. Yeah, that's the whole reason. And it's all in like the pinky toe or something like that. Like, that's how you know if they haven't developed a quirk, that they will. Um, yeah, it's, it's, if they still have that joint, yeah. then they will not develop a quirk. Which is a, which I like as a, hey, this is an evolutionary trait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Uh, that 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 that's a nice play on hey evolution. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, like so you're born with your quirk, and there's a ticking clock to manifest it, basically. But some people would obviously manifest theirs sooner than the others, and especially if, say, Tetsu 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 had a traumatic birth, the baby may have done that instinctively. Yeah, true. Yeah, because it does. It's mainly when like major stress happens. So yeah, if like his cord was wrapped around his neck or something along those lines, that it could entirely be a a instinctive thing that you know to survive dying, he just went. Yeah, but yeah, that uh, talk about cool villain designs. I really liked the the grade schooler mustard gas villain. Yeah. <laughs> also, mustard. fuck you, dude. Bring it a gun. Seriously. The fuck? Yeah, but they, they, they call that out is the thing. Yes, they do, and I love them for it. Uh, oh, if you brought a gun, you must not be very confident in yourself. He's good with the gun, though. So, I mean, there's that. He's able to break a... Uh, break a freaking expertly made because it's from Yayarozo, or it, her name is real hard for me to say. Um, it's made by yes, her, nice. so it's actually well made. 
and he's able to shoot it in one hit and destroy it in one shot. Like, so he's practiced with the gun. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's easy to aim when you have innate knowledge of where everything is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the fact that it wasn't just like, you know, the creation and manipulation of the gas, but the fact that he actually gets sensory feedback through it. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. It's great that like these abilities, these quirks, um, you're able to, it's just not a one and done court. It evolves. It grows. Yes. Well, in the, uh, a couple, it was the, the previous pair of episodes we talked about when they, when they had started the training arc, they, you know, flat out say, you know, your quirk is like a muscle. You need to exercise it. Yep. And these villains, because they are so oppressed, are sometimes get to exercise theirs more. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder what Deku's mom would be capable of doing if, if she, she trained her quirk. Yeah, because, I mean, telekinesis is a strong ability, like, it, but yeah, she's like, oh, I just use mine to lift groceries. Yeah, and she specifically says she can use it on small things, but did she ever try to train it? She may not have wanted to be a hero. Yeah, and it, it's even if you don't go to UA, they bring up uh, with mustard. They bring up a fact that there are other hero schools. Some of them aren't as prestigious, and they don't have, really have a chance of becoming number one. Yeah, then that, that's the thing is U, UA is the hero school, but there are other ones out there, and several at that. And you'll actually see that going forward, which is nice. Are we gonna get the uh, the the wizarding tricup tournament of uh, hero school soon? Um, kind of, but close. <laughs> and the other school has some real rad people in it i do hope they i mean i like this one because they focus on class b for a moment like yes it, it is it is awesome that they're like and tetsu says it like hey we are in the same school we pass the same test we're in the same course they're only better than us because they've had experience yep. let's get that experience Oh, what's this? Five people from Class A are in this? <laughs> Damn him. I fucking hate that guy and he's beautiful for it. <laughs> I think I like uh, fucking grape juice more than him. <laughs> I do like their, um, one of the characters actually calls it out there like, dude, are you okay in the head? Yeah, you're in here too. <laughs> like... And I, I gotta say, I, I like his how his English voice actor did it. <laughs> yeah, right? He's so good. <laughs> everybody in this show puts their best into it and i fucking love them for it like the the english the english dub like there is a reason why i prefer it over the japanese is just because like i feel and i can i can relate with these voices because i understand what they're saying at all times like and they always like everything is just 100 percent with them and i love them for it um yeah, so we also figure out that uh, w- between those, we figure out, hey, Big Fist is not just being able to punch people real hard, but she can use her hands as fans, and she knows how to use her ability. Thank you for proving that Class B is able to u- is is just as competent with their abilities, sometimes more so than Class A. Big hands gonna fly. Oh yeah, catch <laughs> these giant hands. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna they, start flapping really hard. She's they they, they fly pointed away. out at the beginning of training. When they're doing the first, the uh, class 1A, they're each doing the individual, and then they bring class B in. There's 20 students now. I'm 40 students now. Yep. And the teachers have to individualize a train regiment for all 40 students. 
Yeah, I just kind of hope that they jump more. Like, I hope some of the Class B people recover and, like, we get a little bit more on them. Because I love the Class A guys. But, like, I made a joke with the recap episode that here's Class A. We get introductions to everybody. We should talk about Class B. Nobody cares about Class B. But. 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 but, No. No. God damn it. Erase her head. (laughs) Talk about that amazing dodge that he does yeah man eraser blank is, from Dobby. Eraser is freaking boss like don't there's mess- a reason he's a pro hero who's who is spe- specialty in taking down difficult villains yeah like he is he is not somebody to be trifled with you and they do have- not 1v1 eraser head you no. will lose <laughs> And, and not to mention that all of that is from his own training because his quirk is only his eyes. Yeah, like his, his ability, his strength, his speed, everything like that exactly is all him. Like, well, train because they say, I think they said he's a, he was in the same class as All Might. So like when you have somebody like All Might in your class, like you have to try or else you are going to just be outshadowed entirely. And while that may have made, you know, he seems like one of those kind of people that pretend like I forget what they're like the Sundere, but with school, like, oh, not like I wanted to pass anyway. Shit, I only got to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also we get the fact that we get uh, the Deadpool villain, too, with twice, twice is amazing. Twice. He is one of my favorite villains in the series. <laughs> He's like he's acting. I'm like it, and now we have Deadpool. <laughs> uh, which time. one's twice? The the one the black full mask of the gray head who creates duplicates of uh, Dobby as a free villain. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, also, Moonfish, horrifying. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> also, Moonfish is me. I can't have fun. I have to work. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Moonfish, for being every office worker ever. <laughs> right. But yeah, real, real nasty villain, that one. Oh, yeah. What, what's your quirk? Weaponized teeth. Uh, yeah, you're a, you're a villain. <laughs> um, we also, like, uh, we've touched on the big ones. Like, I can't wait to see, because, like, Toga is such a huge thing in the My Hero, like, Uni- like community but we see nothing of her and i can't wait to see what she actually does because i'm trying purposely not spoiling myself on any of this as much as you guys like well the, the manga the manga the manga I... <laughs> see the the issue there was the first season was so mind-blowingly amazing i could not be satisfied waiting for season two to come out. I needed more My Hero, and so I had to go read the manga. And even now that I'm current with the manga, which just keeps getting better, by the way. Oh, I don't doubt it. Now I'm like, oh, cool. Episodes are starting. I can see how good this is. Yeah, I, 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 I was the same way with Bleach, by the way. Like, I was... They, they, did, the, they did the Break for the Bount arc originally, and I'm like, the fuck is this? Because I complete, I didn't even realize. I'm like, you can't have like a huge, massive thing like what had happened, and then you jump into the bounty arc. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And then I'm like, oh, it, it's it's just filler. Okay, cool. I'm gonna keep reading this. <laughs> and it's it's the same thing with me and Sword Art Online. Like, it's okay. Everybody likes their own brand of trash. 
I read the manga for, or the the light novels first, and it, I, seeing that made and looking like I thought it would is was the best part. And by the way, everybody knows that I just like picking on Delbert with him liking sword art. I don't hate sword art. It's just fun to pick on him because that's a popular opinion. Sword artist. Yeah, it, it, it's sword, art. sword art's just one of those things. It's one one of the one of the popular ones. But yeah, just I, I had to catch up with the manga because I needed more. And now I wait every week for the manga to come out. And then I wait every week for the episode to come out to see, you know, just how well it stacks up to the chapter you know, equivalent to. Also, I am 100% like that currently with Seven Deadly Sins. Like, so I... The, the manga is like, what, maybe two or three arcs ahead of the anime? Uh, manga is currently on chapter... I almost read this week's, by the way. Just because I like occasionally, like, just jumping into the middle of a story. Like, I don't like catching up with things every so... Like, just for the hell of it. Like, oh, this this past arc was real damn good. I just like like I do this with I mean that's how I get into things like that's how I read comic books. It's just like I'm just gonna jump into the middle of this thing if I like it. I'm just gonna go back and read it. Um, uh, my heroes on chapter 181, and this is this starts in chapter 72. The the Vanguard Action Squad's first appearance is in chapter 72 of the manga. So they've got almost. Heading towards three times the the chapters out, yeah. So, but but yeah, it's it's so good and so Black, solid. And Black Clover's so, most recent uh, issue is one hundred and fifty five, titled "I Want to Lose to You." Just putting that out there. You have lost Black Clover. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, I missed yeah. the Punch Man episode. Uh, to, to, toga to, Toga's real interesting. <laughs> You're gonna see you're gonna see more of her coming up, and she's I think she's a fun one. She's part of the. I mean, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I I find her annoying, but I know full well that that is only my own personal opinion. Oh, so she's does weird things with feminine uh, with uh, feminist tropes. Then no, I I honestly I don't even know why she annoys me. She she just does. That's fair. Moment when, <laughs> yeah, like I cannot point to one specific thing about her that I find annoying. It's just something about her grates on me. Just, and I don't mean that as a shot carry. It's like I just know, like the one thing that makes instantly makes you annoyed at people is playing with feminist tropes and kind of shitting on them. So like, oh god, no. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't. She just, okay. I, do, she's just what I have not. Her character has not resonated with me very much. By the way, do we get more of Gadget Girl? I love Gadget Girl. Yes, actually. Yes. Sweet, cool. I'm in. She, she, she's she's fantastic, and you will be seeing more of her coming up. Um, back, back to the episode at hand. Sorry, I just I was, looking, I was looking around on the fandom side, and I just saw a picture of her. I'm like, oh, that's my that's one of my wife. Yeah, she, she's real good. I but, like her a lot. Um, I like I love her. I love her crazy. She she is a fantastic type of crazy. You'll get more of that. Don't worry. Yay! Um, okay. Can we talk for a second about just how dangerous of a villain Twice is? Yeah, able to mimic even if it's not at their max, but able to mimic a quirk too. Yeah, that that that's the thing that makes it so potentially dangerous is the duplicates he makes are complete. It's not just a simulacrum that looks like the person. They act as and have the full functionality of that person. It might not be as strong and. If I'm remembering correctly, apparently that depends on the individual. 
Um, and I'm guessing it takes a bit out of the individual too, because Dobby was definitely winded and holding onto a tree when they flashed back to him. But yeah, the, the, the fact that he makes fully functional replicas. Yeah, it's, it's frightening and I love it. Like he, he is definitely a really well done. Like that, that's a really cool ability. Like being able to create clones of yourself, like uh, what's his face? Um, the hero that's fine yeah ectoplasm um but yeah like you like having full autonomous duplicates of anything including the quirk is frightening like now i just kind of want to see like eight moonfishes and have that be in my nightmares forever. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing is i think you can only make one duplicate of a person at a time hence why it's twice that's fair. Okay, but, but still, two moonfishes. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, or can you imagine, you know, making an, a copy of Eraserhead and sending it walking straight into UA? Oh my god. Yeah, like, that. yeah, that's absolutely it. And, and does he have to touch, or does he have to do, what does he have to do to make, to make those? I like, don't think they've actually touched on that yet. Like, so can he just look at Eraserhead and say, okay, now there's another Eraserhead, and does he control them? Like, uh, and the fact that we're talking about this villain that was literally on screen for like five seconds, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, um, it, it's, it's real interesting. And that's one of the things I love about it is while some of the characters are a little more forgettable than others, like I, I don't sweat, sweat Magni too much or yeah. spinner, but they're still really good characters. <laughs> His name is now Shitstein. <laughs> Like the 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 fact that Spinner does not stop Deku because he is a person acknowledged by the guy he idolized. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and that's a little bit of character development of a character that normally. I mean, we haven't got anything else other than the fact that he is uh, the fucking Shark Boy off of Naruto. Like <laughs> that. That's his. That's him. Is apparently being a weird turtle thing. Like that's his quirk. Um. Acceptable. But yeah, and then uh <laughs> Revelry in the Dark, guys. Revelry in the dark. Oh, Revelry in the dark. Yep. In order to get back to them, we have to fight Dark Shadow. And Deku's face was just horrified as he as he realizes this. And then we get flashback to what why the hand was there. Moon you made they made you think the moonfish did it. Nope. It was uh it was iBoy. And him getting his hand chopped off by Dark Shadow. Like, that is scary as shit, and I love it. Like, I love how this entire arc is, like, has this really cool horror theme to it. And, like, I don't normally enjoy horror being shoved into things, but when it's well done like this, awesome. Make, the villains should be frightening. They should have an impact. And that's the one thing, like, the League of Villains attacked with a bunch of uh, with giant numbers, but that still made an impact on these kids. Like normally, you don't remember like going back to Naruto. Zabuza is never referenced again until Shark Boy shows up. Like, and that's in Shippuden. Like Zabuza, who is a major, the first major thing, never is referenced again in Naruto. Yep, just fades into the mist. Yeah, and. <laughs> I don't even remember uh, his partner's name. That tells you that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That one, 
Haku is never referenced again. And I've read the entire Naruto manga. Like, <laughs> me too. I did too. I feel your pain. Thank you. <laughs> and um, can, can we talk about the visuals in this too? The animation of, first of all, the blue fire. Yeah. And this eerie glow that they had. But also the, the animation of the mist in this episode. Yes. So well uh, how they have it swirling and ebbing and like being shredded to ribbons when people run their fingers through it. Like it moves around the characters and it is kind of hypnotic. Yeah, absolutely. Shows really good, guys. Yes, (laughs) very good. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, slip into Food Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, um, hey, Raul. Yeah. Do you want to know the fate of Fragul if you don't start staying awake during Manipool recordings? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make it so I do not use, I, I make sure I use his smelliness. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, See, I'm, I'm surprised Raul even showed up to this recording because we know he can't bear the puns. Oh, yeah. Though these couple episodes are certainly possum. Like they were, they were, they were real good. The fight's getting pretty grisly, though. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely got some uh, some very polar opinions going on. Uh, Thank you for watching Geek IO. <laughs> yeah, these they're, they're very good. Um, <laughs> That one's got layers. Double. I appreciate that. <laughs> I like that one. Thank Bravo. you. Branching out a little bit. Yes. Mm. All right, so let's, let's, we... let's track back to the episode discussion. Uh, I, my, my puns sometimes have seasoning to them. A little uh, bit. Got a little marinate a bit. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they're making kuma. <laughs> yeah, cooking with bear meat and shocking twist. Spice bitch joined central. Yeah, Un- under severe duress. Yeah, they yeah it's taking all of the corporate partnerships away from them after they fight so hard to get all of them. Fuck you, Azami. <laughs> that is the uh, that's the name of the game at this point. Jesus fucking Christ! Like Hayama, uh-huh. I like Hayama, and I like the fact that Hayama is technically a, he's an antagonist, but he's like I'm doing this for June. Like I can't. But he- here's the thing. He's so upset, though. I don't think she went with it. No. Oh, I can almost guarantee not. Like, yeah, you you joined you sold your soul to do this. No, I'm not. <laughs> and by that time, I as a zombie's like, yeah, no, you're mine now. Yeah. By that point, he's already agreed. I, by the way, I didn't notice him before, but in, in the intro, uh, by the way, my hero had to do an intro for a thing. I still don't like the my my hero intro. I just I just can't wrap my head. V- visually. It's good. There is a bit of dissonance with the song. It I is. like them individually. Is the thing. Yeah, the like- sequence is fantastic, especially because what it hints at, which makes me real fucking excited. And the song itself is good, but they don't quite mesh together as perfectly as the other openings yeah i mean like if they if they started it at the bass drop and then went from there i think it would be fucking rad but like it just it just it, they're, they're, the it, start is too soft for what's being shown delbert nailed it by calling it a bleach intro and i'm like yes in fact you are 100 correct in that 
I think it's because this arc kind of signifies a shift in tone a little bit. Yeah, so, there, there's a whole lot of things that I'm noticing in the intro that haven't really been there before, and I'm kind of frightened by them. <laughs> today's today's anime otaku show brought to you by steaks. Mm, delicious bear steaks. Raul, stay awake during Manipul. Uh, delicious, delicious bear steaks. Uh, also, yeah, developer, a- or else he'll turn into a, uh, or I'm, I'm going to start using his loin. <laughs> but yeah like there's a lot of foreshadowing in this in the shokugeki opening and i fucking love it for that like i've been waiting for stuff to happen in the anime so we could talk about it yeah and i'm like hey uh, but i noticed i'm like wait and, and this is before i saw the episode i'm like wait freaking uh god damn it kuga he said he's with the good guys that's cool they keep telling me i'm gonna like his character but he's a show that oh my god it's kuga <laughs> <laughs> comes or, back with a plum or the uh when you guys when when this episode like when the intro first aired for the very first time and you guys are like man why is why is soma fighting hayama and there's a bear for some reason and i'm just sitting over here like yep <laughs> children yes <laughs> patience child watch but, but yeah this this arc is what made me love kuga and i love seeing him in the anime because the manga does a bad job of reminding the viewer how short he is yeah even the even the preteen girls like yeah you're short what are you talking about you're shorter than me um yeah what what i really love about the the drop with hayama being part of central now is just soma's reaction Hey, you've got something weird on your blazer there. <laughs> yeah. Steal that from somebody on accident. And, uh, and it wasn't even on his blazer; it was on his shirt. <laughs> but translation um, but yeah, when, still, um, still, it's like you—you've got something dumb on your shirt. Are you sure you didn't grab that by mistake? <laughs> and I—I I, I know it's kind of bouncing between the episodes a little here, but well, not, not a lot happened in this episode. In the first episode, it's well, like we got introduction montage, to- yeah. Yeah, we got the we got the introduction of what the fight was with Bear, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to make puns at uh, Fragul on that one." And and, uh, and it's Soma trying to figure out like, how the hell am I supposed to cook this? I, I love his thing. He's like, "Man, just once, I wish I would stop getting a spice based element when I have to face off against Hayama." <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I love his reaction of, "I need to figure this thing out. Let's go look at where it lives." Yes. I have and, no idea how to work with this. I need to find out, or I'm going to lose really bad and get expensive. I need to understand this ingredient. Also, the fact that Kuga, as a friend and colleague, because Soma gets a lot of shit from his friends, because they're always like, oh, it's Soma, you're doing some weird thing again. And Kuga's like, no, this is a great idea. Let's help you with this. <laughs> his uh, his minions? I love his minions so the much. Chi- the Chinese food minions, yes, are the best. Like. <laughs> Hup, hup. Whoa, hey guys, chill. Chill. <laughs> they were making a human pyramid, but Soma stops them. Right? Don't stop them. Let them, let them do their thing. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, let, let them get their Sentai pose off. And... Um, the head chef. Spice Man. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. But the big muscular dude. Oh, Dojima. 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 Yeah, when well, he says. As a like, Yakuza player, it makes me happy that he exists. Well, he says right. genius is good, but like. Don't let it. Uh... Yeah, that that that's a massive foreshadowing right there. Apparently, it is. It's specifically it's foreshadowing to a flashback. 
So for backshadowing. Um, but yeah, you're be be careful to maintain a good relationship with your talent or your talent will turn on you. Also, I love him and Soma like doing all these stretches together and Uga's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Like be he wants to he he walks into the in the bath into the bath and Dojima's naked as hell and uh, Shoma's just like sup and Kuka's like the fuck is that that's a penis <laughs> that is a mighty mighty penis and so it was just like yeah I've seen this before yeah I'm gonna get in on this that, that penis is probably as tall as Kuga is let's face it <laughs> I remember these stretches last time you did them I like them let's do them together the now. world's mightiest penis Dojima-san. <laughs> And, and then, we inter- then we get introduced to an absolutely fantastic and one of my new favorite characters. Oh, with uh, with Nasan. Yes, Nasan. Oh my god, oh my who god. has inherited the chest bearing? Yes, he's so stuck up. Oh, I guess he's a doting father. And oh boy, my daughter is so cute. My wife is so cute. My daughter is so cute. My wife is so cute. He is the Hughes. He's me. He's food Hughes. Yes. He's but at least in huge. this one, he won't die, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, right? the food might kill him, but... I mean, <laughs> so far as I know, he's still alive. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, j- just the fact that he shows up... A toasty brand phone like stone-cold fox badass. You find out that he's Alice's dad, and it's like, okay, her character makes a lot more sense now. And then he starts gushing, and it's like, Oh my god, I love this character. Yes. And then he tries the food and he goes for the tie loosen. And then suddenly, boom! He who has inherited the chest Mary. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> oh, right. He sends Imon's grand kid. Yeah, I, li- I also like uh, Soma looking at the screen and explaining the- more of the Nakiri uh, family. family tree. Like- <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, Soma. Um, for one quick second, can we talk about Dojima's face when Soma asked if he had joined Central? Yeah, like, oh. the fuck you talking about, oh. kid? Yeah. He was real pissed. Yeah, I'm amazed Soma didn't go through a wall at that point. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? <laughs> like... I think the only reason Soma didn't go through a wall is because they had that previous uh, rapport. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Dojima realizes that Soma's kind of an idiot at times. <laughs> yeah. Soma's well, only I mean, he hung out with his dad, so he would know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, his dad would have been the number challenged... one seat, but he kept on trying all these, like, disgusting recipes. Also, Soma challenged a former seat of the, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's like. And course, tied with him. Like. Yeah. Yeah, he knows so much. Yes, you're an idiot, but you're great at what you do, and you're probably the only one that can stop this whole thing from happening because I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> like, yeah, I would, but you know, reputation. And as we know, in Japanese culture, that's a major thing for a business person. Like, right? I can help you, but I can only do so much. I like you, kids. You got moxie. Basically, yes. Oh man, um, but yeah, like not not a lot happened in the first episode. Second episode is where we got you know actual like cooking the bear and working with it, which was nice. Um, Still not sure how to feel about those twins. I was okay with them until he took off their clothes. God damn it, Shokugeki! 
stop. Can we not just once? At least they're not doing it as often as they did in the previous season. Oh, I don't care about how often, but like these kids are like 12. Just stop. <laughs> they're, they're like, fine. Make everybody naked. Just not the, the same thing that happened to me when I saw the lolly seat get naked. I'm like, just God damn it. Why? <laughs> and I know why, because it's the show we're watching, but God damn it. Why? Have some decency. Yeah, like, make everybody else naked. I don't care. By the way, this is the first, because Rachel doesn't watch this episode a lot, or this the show a lot. She's like, she saw she sees Dojima posing. She goes, okay, now I'm interested. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are equal opportunity. Like, they do not, like, everybody is open game with being out in the open for everything. <laughs> Magical cabbage! <laughs> Oh, magical cabbage. Uh, would this Which be a good, good time segue, to... actually. Yes, very good segue. Yes, indeed. Magical girl, or Oh what my the god! Fuck is this show, guys? Oh, it's the greatest thing ever! They're throwing Common Rider into my magical girl, and I kind of love it. <laughs> makes me so happy. Just listening to this intro makes me so ridiculously the intro is great it's like it's one of the few intros that i can actually watch at each episode yeah i i am sad that the that the manager's uh glow sticks haven't changed color recently in the next episode either i watched episode six i'm not gonna spoil anything for this show that is not at all spoilable (laughs) um but yeah they they, it's still orange in episode six too um but yeah, like this, the first episode is. I mean, <laughs> we get introduced to a new character. Yeah, Fujimoto, a guy who's apparently a cyborg. Cyborg with a plastic bag on his head for for good reason. That's explained in the next episode. Um, is it really though? Kinda. I mean, spoiler alert: he's just he has a human face. Like this is a spinoff of uh, One Punch Man cyborg. Um, What's his fuck? Genos? Yeah, Genos. Yeah. Like, it's obviously a poke at him. Like, he's, he's a straight up reference to Kamen Rider, though, is the oh, thing. That's it. Yeah. The, the, the first Kamen Rider, Kamen Rider Ichigo, was a guy who was turned into a cyborg by the villain organization Shocker, but their brainwashing didn't take hold, so he used his new cyborg powers to beat the shit out of the organization. So, Genos is also a reference to that then. But, the, the, the like, yeah. his, his belt. With the four spiraling, like red fans, that's that's an overblowing of the original Common Rider belt, which was just a a silver disc with a red spinning uh, gotcha. fan in the center. Um, yeah, and then my transformation, which is nothing. Like... <laughs> yeah, and I, like this, this is I'm gonna put a link in the Twitch chat. This is Common Rider Ichigo. Fucking strawberries, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, so okay. That's the that's the guy. I've seen him everywhere. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it's ridiculous, and I love it. Like, <laughs> so. Oh, go ahead. The fact that there's six of them is also a reference to. Osamatsu-san. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
that are sextuplets and they're all just identical but with separate colored shirts yeah by the way that i could deal without any kind of reference ever to ozamatsu-san ever again that is mr merchandising you mean i hate that show so fucking much and everything that is about it like which one cj Osumatsu-san. Um, it is just it, it it's a it's a Fujiyoshi's wet dream. Like and, and it, it's 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 poison. Like it's just it's poison. <laughs> I feel like we need to watch Common Rider. Bug superheroes. <laughs> yes. Josh, Josh's face Josh. is like, yes, yes. I have links. I can I can set things up. <laughs> I mean, an entire one of these uh, things over there is my common Rider figures and one Super Sentai figure as well as in there. I mean, the look that Josh just gave was the look that well, I can't wait for us to finally say, fine, well, let's CJ tell us about Seven Deadly Sins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but which no, admittedly is not a first of franchise a... franchise has been going for 45 years. I know, but I, I like this better. <laughs> um... Yeah, like but we, yeah, that, we gotta that is one watch of like that, the the old ones, the original ones. Yeah, well, it's like saying we want to watch any of the Sentai stuff and make Josh wiggle a little bit in his chair. <laughs> a, a, a lot of the older ones are getting DVD releases with proper subtitles in the U.S. now, thanks to Shout Factory. So fun is Jason David Frank in any of them? No, because fuck <laughs> him. <laughs> How I play the villain of this show. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, so last, the next episode, uh, is the Golden oh. Week episode. It's hey, called uh, On Vacation. That shark? I think we just jumped over it. So I have a feeling that this, that they would like the, the animation studio pressured them to get episode, what is now episode six out and put the, the typical anime studio deadline on They're Like, fuck you. We're going to make this. <laughs> and the That's best thing beautiful. of it is. And horrible. Is, this is strictly based. This is strictly based on fiction. If it, if it, if there's any, there's no reference to real life. Probably. <laughs> oh, and they do not pull punches on anything. There is a Trump reference. Because yeah, that's oh. not at all Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Not one bit. Not at all. That is not at all Sarah Huckabee my, Sanders. My my boss is a raging bull. No one knows what he's going to do. Yeah, nope. that is. Not one, not at all, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. There's a, there was another one, too. There was something else that they did. Um, I'm trying to remember. Well, they, they they didn't even do it by name. They just said some outside country was going to take. No, because there was the America thing. There was the, you know, it being about the anime industry. But there was something else that they lampooned. And I cannot remember for the life of me what it was right now. Um, well, there, there, there was the fact that the, the one studio flat out called the six Fujimoto brothers out on the six color scheme. Mm -hmm. And then we can't use the blue outline either. Oh! <laughs> it was between that and the America one, that there was something else. Um... Oh yeah. It was Pokemon go. The, pro oh, yes! the, the producer died playing Pokemon go. Because he walked himself off a bridge. If only we put signs up, stop telling people not to use a smartphone while walking. Yeah, if only we outlawed sooner. cell phones while so while walking sooner. <laughs> oh my god! And then this everyone freaking out. Best. When, like when this show is just the best. I'm like, I, I I'm kind of sad that we didn't that we 
decided not to watch um it's hard to find love as an otaku but like the fact that like delbert pressured me to watch this and i pressured you all to watch this this like i love everything else I love this show so very, very much to a point where I think this might be my favorite thing of the season <laughs> because it's so different. It's like, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. And, and I like the little exactly what I need right now. The the little breaks that they had, like, we're on vacation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The episode preview is Magical Girls on Vacation, and you think it's going to be them fighting crime in Okinawa. No, they're literally on vacation <laughs> from the episode. Yeah, it's a school trip. We can't do anything. And then they come back, and then they end the at episode. At the very end of the episode, and My they God, do a fucking, <laughs> they do a they show up and they do a fucking double rider kick, which is a trope from Common Rider. Because they straight up lampoon that. Because it's funny because the them being the Common Rider, you know, androids. <laughs> it's like oh and, and then uh, the, the, the monster dissolves into a bunch of the little squirrel shits yes because of course they do and then ice for some reason reasons yeah because... and, and then everyone and then everyone lampshades the ending yeah it's like well this doesn't make any sense it makes sense much sense as anything else yeah this it, <laughs> it makes complete sense within the context of this show and rachel's like i have no idea what's happening here but i hate it exactly. and i love it at the same time i'm like <laughs> Yes, oh, that, that is, is appropriate. <laughs> I I just unabashedly love this show. I love that it is basically Hawkeye Initiative, the Magical Girl anime. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. When, when they tell that uh, the council, him confirming that they're magical girls and everyone flips their shit and meanwhile the two idol girls one of them is now in love with ore and now we have the sundere because <laughs> we didn't have that before uh, the whole freak out when they said the anime industry was going to end yes but how is my favorite anime going to end i had just pre-ordered the dvd that kickstarter just got funded oh my god the realest of episodes so like and i've said this before like pop team epic did their thing and it's referencing the anime the anime world and everything like that but they do it out of spite and out of anger like this (laughs) show like i i I feel that there is absolute love there and yeah Yeah, they, they take those tropes and they cradle them in their hands and fondle them and then flip them on their fucking head uh, trust me, guys. Wait till you see next week's episode. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you just you like. There's a reason why I'm referencing you that. Wait. Just said that. It is. I I I just accidentally started watching it. Like in all seriousness, I just I was doing something, uh, helping Rachel with my giant vegan milkshake. And you and accidentally oried. Well, yeah, because I didn't end. I didn't stop the going on to the next episode on Verb and Verb. Uh-huh. Like, We're just gonna go on to the next episode, and I'm like, I shouldn't. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Fight for you. Fight for you. I'm like, yes, more. I'm okay. I yeah. am a little bit sad that Ore can still can't sing in his masculine form. Like, yeah, that, that, that would have been the best. I wanted him with, to have a voice of an angel. Like, with, with all the promises that Yakuza dude was giving Saki. For becoming a magical girl like i was really hoping that he would actually get a decent singing oh voice. we did get in um uh, the previous episode um uh, we did get a nice boat reference when they were beating up the uh 
the minions in the uh, studio. Yes, yes. The uh, the uh, nice boat meme. <laughs> also, can we just talk about that cyborg special attack? You're just punching them in the nuts. <laughs> that was a regular kick to the nuts. Why did you jump? <laughs> uh, Why that, did you that, do that? That that's the way the rider kick goes. It it's always a jump and a kick with lots of special effects and explosions. Yep. So the fact that it was just a straight kick to the nuts. <laughs> and then after the fight, they're standing there covered in blood. And everyone's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, everybody's like horrified that these girls just watched. By the way, uh, the, ma- the magical girl stuff has a power. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, does. it sucks blood up. <laughs> yeah. What happens I- when it gets full? We don't know. I would have been better. I would have lived a better life not knowing that. <laughs> And everybody is horrified in the studio except for Mohiro Chan. Yes. Who's like, you saved me again. Yay. And like, he doesn't say a word. He just shake his head. Yeah. What? You, we, you we get better subtitles before? for his body language. Yeah. <laughs> what? He saved you before? And you're yeah. grateful? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing visual uh, shaking my head, but I'm not on camera. Um, it, it just, it's so good and so refreshing like it is it is just a it, it is the it is just the coda splash of water on me like it's just too good i i may have also downloaded the intro theme like just it makes me so happy to hear that the opening song is so happy and good and everything is good in this show and it's not like super saccharine horribleness like cardcaptor sakura is um it, yeah, no, it's just it's lighthearted and it's ridiculous and it's whimsical and yeah, it doesn't it, take itself seriously in the oh, least. No, it does not at all. And yeah, like I said, I, I I am excited to hear what you guys have to say about the next week's episode because it is it takes everything that we've learned so far, except for the episode where they were very angry at the anime studio. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I I really want to hear a super like high production quality version of the I hate carrots but I like sellotape better song <laughs> I, I would buy a, a sound I, I um also Delbert and I were talking about how to fan cast the dub uh, how to fan cast the dub and it's basically this just Dragon Ball Super so um another being Sabbat and Ore being Steve uh, Sean Chamel Goku <laughs> and the mascot being Frieza <laughs> Oh, oh God! <laughs> or I could see Frieza being um, the guy we think is the villain, whose name I forget. Uh, he's not the villain. QA or something like that. Uh, also, what if I started now? You're not the villain. You started a very good pop band. That's all. All right, so I guess that means everybody needs to buckle the fuck up. Holy shit. We only have one episode to talk about in Darling and Frank, so that means we're not going to talk about it much, right? Right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. They didn't give us a shitload to digest just with the new opening. Before before we get into that, I do have one thing from the previous episodes that I thought I noticed when I was first watching it, but seeing the screen caps pasted next to each other confirmed it, and I'm going to put it in the Twitch chat. That Thanos took over the main intro? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Oh. I saw that and I'm like, God damn it, Reddit, why are you like this? Oh. Because Reddit. Uh, Hero, I don't want to go. God damn it, Reddit. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, that's that's the same person. Yeah. I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. So 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 Carrie's got something real interesting to say about that, but I, I think we'll get we'll get to that in due time. Um, it's so happy. They're so all... we got we got a brand new opening sequence, but the same opening theme. Yeah, just a remix it, version of Kiss of Death. So yeah, it's, it's a remix, but it's the, it's the same opening theme, which you don't see happen happen too often. Yeah, I'm good with that. You you very rarely get you know even a remix theme with a new opening sequence. But holy crap, this opening sequence is fucking loaded. Oh, it, yeah, it yeah, is. it is. There is so much presented in the, the split seconds that they're on screen for that there's just a lot to unpack just with this. And the end of the episode confirms something that you glimpse for a brief moment in... We have a new villain! The opening sequence. Well, it's new slash same villain, but... Um, it leads me to a really interesting theory, uh, and that's the fact that I no longer am of the opinion that Hero is going to be the Blue Oni. Yeah. You see her for a split second, and then in the opening, and then again at the very end of the episode, there is another creature very similar to Zero Two. Yeah. But in, well, shadowy blue at this point. But the thing that makes me make this connection is the fact that when you look at the, the logo, it's Darling in the Franks. F-R-A-N-X-X. One red X, one blue X. It's not X-Y. It's not any combination of that. We're having the straight female chromosomal composition here. One red, one blue. Yeah. So I think this mysterious new, maybe villain, other Zero Two type figure is the Blue Oni. They're, the mm. internet is calling her code zero zero one. Um, we don't know that obviously, but that's that's what Reddit. That, that's the fandom name for her as of this moment. Yeah, and so, we're getting some other very interesting visuals in this opening sequence, like the fact that for a moment zero two with one wing is being cradled by two of those hands that came out of Grand Crevasse. Yes, there were some grand hands too. Oh yeah, yeah, they were. Um, hollow hands. Like they remind- and then, of course, we get the the, the, the quote-unquote thanos effects with her, you know, dissolving into nothing and passing straight through Hero, and for a split second, he has one wing as well. Yep, I love that. Which goes back to the Geon uh, reference. <laughs> but uh, after that point, when he's, you know, flashed into his pilot suit, basically, and looking into the distance, you see something very large, very mechanical, and looking very much like Strelitzia in the background. Yep. So, and that's just the opening sequence, guys. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I, I still think that he, I still, he may not be the Blue Oni, but I still think that he's going to be able, I still think he's going to turn monstrous. Like, they are, I, ref- I don't disagree with that, but yeah, like I said, I don't think he is the Blue Oni now. Or he might even he might not have been the intended blue oni. Like zero two and quote unquote zero zero one might be the intended pilots of that unit they keep talking about that's almost complete. Yeah. But zero two has chosen Hiro as her blue oni. 
Entirely a possibility, yes. So we find out episode in the very, proper. very beginning of the episode that uh, 13's pretty much in ruin. Yeah, it's pretty the- much just the their little house and like that their surrounding area. That is pretty much all that's left. Yeah, the caretakers are gone. Because their water supply has been screwed. Yeah. They are no longer receiving any outside support. Yep. And that's intentional at this point. Yeah, and it's almost like they're being, they got kicked out of mom and dad's house and they're forced to grow up. Yep, and Dr. Uh Franks is ordering it to stay that way. They're getting rations and that's it. We are getting a little foreshadow because one of the caretakers, the... um, Nana. Nana. She's scratching on like this little gray patch on her side of her head. Oh, so is Miku. Yeah, like, I Miku know. Miku has a gray streak in her hair. Like the I, fuck. I know. And that is what Carrie was referencing with that picture she linked. Uh, tell him. Tell him what you found out, Carrie. Oh, that the that the squad leader from Squad Twenty Six is aging extremely rapidly. Oh, that. Yes. I need to find. I need to pull that up again. Give me one second. Do do do. Do 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 vampy vamping vamp 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 vampity vamp 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 vamp. Find it. Um. Vamping failing. Rolling at one. I'm vamping. Hmm. Um. Ah uh, yes. Yes. Uh. Uh. So Doctor Franks also goes by the name Werner. Werner syndrome, also called rapid aging syndrome. Okay. Oh, damn it, Trigger. Yeah, layers upon layers. This is what layer. This is what uh. This is this what, is what they do. So yeah, that that brings about some interesting questions, like how old actually are these kids? Yeah, and it's, how it's already been old? referenced by the the one adult that Zarome has met that they're not going to quote unquote grow up. But it does really very much at this point seem like they have some kind of hard cap built into them. Yeah, they they have an expiration date. And, and Miku, it looks like at least Miku is heading towards it. Um, Futoshi, too. He is get he is not bulimic. He is getting sick. He is unable to keep food down. Yeah. And uh, who was it that had the fever? Was it Goro or? Both Goro and Ikuno had the fever. By the way, I now know her name because I've watched the dub three times. <laughs> and uh, Kuroku It's disturbing, is... by the way. Uh, little shit, uh, Nine Alpha. He's voiced by Deku. And it like, th- throws me off. Like, Man, talk about uh, uh, Kuroko and Mitsuri. Kokoro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love them. That, that little scene was like, oh, can you cut my hair? That was adorable. It was. It was super cute. And Mitsuru actually starting to let go of the misunderstanding and realize that it was a misunderstanding and not a deliberately broken promise. Yeah. Also, he looks a lot better with that haircut. He does. And it and it's letting go of the past. Like he like it was referenced that he never let it, he never cut his hair. So that's the reason why it's long and like he just keeps it. Like and now he can let go of the past because uh his husbando has acknowledged him. <laughs> Senpai noticed me finally. Basically. Um, poor, poor Zorome too, having this unshakable faith in Papa, and suddenly Papa has abandoned them. 
Yeah, no, he's he's adopting it. Why the hell should I pray for him? I we did all of this. Yes. Well, the... he was doing that. He was doing that to keep himself sane because after that is when he has the breakdown. Yeah. True. We have and to talk about crying. we have to talk about the meal. The them all coming together and making the first meal on their own. Yes. And it, like I said, it's them. It's them growing up. This entire show has been about be, bridging from childhood to adulthood, and this is them moving out onto their own. And I'm so happy they're doing that. Yeah, they have a chore wheel. They have schedules, and Zero Two is adorable in enforcing the schedule. Kung, kung, kung. <laughs> so sweet now that she is that they've admitted their love for each other and they remember each other like she is so sweet i loved zero two before like i I loved her character like you know being the broken character who just wants to be loved who just wants to be accepted for who she is like i've loved that as a character itself but now that she's actually got that her character development is just so great she's so happy and I love it, and she's going to die horribly. Oh. Well, she was she was using her ferocity as a defense mechanism. Yeah, and now she can let her da- walls down and just be a girl, like as seen with the river bathing scene. Yeah, or you know, this is the humanity I wanted. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I told CJ this yesterday that that whole scene where they're like they're fishing, they're cooking, they're getting the vegetables. Or the flowers for the salad. I asked them if it's kind of like that first meal that the couple has when they're finally on their own. Oh, yeah. like, And it's always something really small like that. Like Rachel's and mine was just like, I think it was just hamburgers and french fries. But it was the fact that we did it together and it was our first meal together. And it's a major thing. I remember when we were when we first bought this house and we were painting it before we moved in, we went to Publix and got a Publix fried chicken and sat on the floor and ate it off of paper plates because we didn't have any furniture in the house yet. Yep. Yeah, our first meal was uh, was a Subway sub. Like that was it. Like our, our very first meal, not our first made meal. Our very first meal was a Subway sub. And it was the best Subway sub that we have ever had because... It was, it, we were in our house and we were in our apartment and we were together and that was all that mattered. Um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Raul. This thing like, was uh, just all feels like I've never had and it that. it felt good. Yeah. Like it, but even if you've never been in a relationship, being on your own and cooking something on your own from scratch is a great feeling. It is. Absolutely. Um, the, I hate this. The inter- the internet's ra- raving mads like everybody making fun of now everybody flying death flags everywhere. So my favorite <laughs> meme going around right now was any given piece of information, everybody yelling and screaming death flag. <laughs> I'm hungry. Death flag. I-, I I wonder if it's just going to be hero and zero two at the very end. I hope not, but I mean this is trigger. Oh, we're about here. So we we're not talking about it proper, but there was a quote unquote episode last week. And it was a clip reel show with an interview with the voice actors and actresses for the parasites. Mm-hmm. And they asked them questions about, uh, you know, what was what they felt was the most impactful episode for their characters. 
And we got a lot of interesting insight, which, by the way, CJ, you kind of get your wish. Zoroma has a voice actress. Yay! So Zoroma is technically a girl. And the two of them are adorable because they They refer to the pair as Zoromiku. They have a sick name for their character. Um, Yes! The voice actor for Goro did not like Goro at first because they thought he was up to something because nobody could be that good. (laughs) Yeah, he was too nice until the beach episode when he let his hair down a little bit and was goofing off with the other boys. And the voice actor was like, oh, I guess he is that nice. So, but we got some interesting insight at the very end from the director himself. Oh. And the director stated that there is a story that they want to tell, and it is, you know, going to come to an end, but it may not be a happy ending for everyone. But that it is the ending that makes sense for each character. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's that's something that, I mean, that, that again... A trigger warning not everybody lives in trigger episode trigger things in fact every most assuredly somebody eventually dies uh someone well i, I know gurren laga we got two major deaths right we got more uh, it was two major deaths i mean two, obviously two, two of the most of impactful died. deaths but there were several people who died over the course of the series mm-hmm. i haven't seen all of kill a kill uh people die that's all i'm gonna say okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Carrie hasn't finished it either. So. Carrie hasn't She she has a time limit because uh, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna put this into the show notes at the end of the episode, but uh, she has a time limit. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh no! Don't force us to watch Kill the Kill. I know, right? It's How terrible! Such a hardship, you Is guys. Twenty six episodes or thirteen? Uh, twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. It's two seasons. Okay, so one weekend I should be able to ha- plow through it. Season one is, I mean, what you expect. Like, season one is, you know, Ryoku's rise to being herself and then overcoming obstacles. And then season two is where it gets, where it goes. Triggery. From, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where it goes from being a standard, you know, it, it's a shoujo. It, it, it's not really shoujo. It's shonen, but with a girl. Um, to being what people remember Kill a Kill being. Hmm. Okay. Because I mean, season one is just rote. Like it's it is A happens, B happens, C happens, and then it gets triggery in second. Like Josh says, it gets triggery in second season. Um, and then you have Kiznaiver, which is just bonkers off the fucking wall. Like, love that show. It is so cerebral. So yes, so good. Um, and then we have uh, Little Witch Academia, which is. It's it's shojo, but it's there's a reason why it's probably the least remembered of at least in the trigger fan base as being a trigger thing because it's a little bit more well it's a lot more uh, reeled in. It's trigger playing it straight. Yeah, exactly, and it's still like it ha- still has its things. Like it's a trigger on, on on their meds. Yeah, exactly. It is trigger. Yeah, exactly. It's trigger giving the kids uh, taking the kidsniver medication. Like. So wait. So wait, the, the trigger scale is on a scale of Little Wedge Academia to Fooly Cooly. <laughs> Which, not a trigger show, <laughs> but still. <laughs> it's very similar to most. Trigger. Well, no, the thing is, most of the team that worked on Fooly Cooly from Gainax and Production ID, IG went on to become trigger. 
Yeah, oh, so, okay. so we're that's gonna okay. and log on as a that's why it's very similar. Yeah, like Coolie Coolie was proto trigger. Yeah. Also, I love them. That's where you can get a robot and go to the future and fight Ma- and fight Lavos. Like it was great. <laughs> right. <laughs> they still have the okay. soundtrack for it. They play it every do you spare him or let him have his revenge? Spare him. Also, interesting. Um, Papa sent a messenger into Grand Crevasse. Yeah, to, to I guess talk to. By the way, all of this, even though it makes no sense, still makes more sense than fucking uh, record of Grand Crest War. Like, <laughs> none of this makes sense, but it still makes more sense than any of the nonsense that we got in Grand Crest War. Yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. the thing: this like, Grand Crest War is didn't make sense because of bad story structuring and bad. Um, like, not bad world building, because I'm sure in the novels the world building was fine, but bad execution of the world building um, and bad pacing. Yes. And in this, bad. nothing quite makes sense because you're not supposed to be able to make sense of it yet, because the point of watching the show is to figure it out. Yes. Yeah, but, but basically with um, with Dar- Darlifra, as it is apparently shortened. uh take it. Well, that, 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 that's how they referred to it in the in the special. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't normally like things like that, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, we are looking at this series from the eyes of parasites. Yes. We know what they know about the world. We get little tiny extra snippets like with, you know, the little asides from Dr. Franks or the apes up on high in their floating castle. Yeah, they're in Cosmos, space. by the way. Yeah, it's like. Okay. They're not even living on the planet. Yeah, they're safe on everything. Um, but we, we are experiencing everything through the worldview perspective of the parasites. So we know basically what they know. We are discovering things as they discover them. And that, that's a real good way to tell a story. Yeah. And not everybody can get away with telling a story like this. Like Trigger has earned enough respect because of their their strong storytelling skills to be able to like anybody else any other thing like having this weird like disconnect and everything like that not feeding information purposely withholding like that would normally piss me off and but it's the fact that i know that i should expect these kind of things like i mean like i said kill a kill is like what it is everything that you expect it to be and then it's not you go into Kiznaiver and like two episodes, you're like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on, but I love it. Like, because if you're withholding information just for the sake of it and it's just, it's no driving point, it's not good. But if you're like, oh, these, the main characters don't know, so you shouldn't know. Yeah, but sometimes like if you don't have that level of respect and if, also like if your characters aren't interesting, then you're not going to, then it's going to be irritating. It's going to be super annoying. And the thing too is like, Darling and the Frogs and the all the other trigger things before it, they give you little tidbits. They make it feel so satisfying when that one extra puzzle piece drops into place. Yes. So are the... Um, have you got to life fibers yet, Carrie? Do you know yes. what life fibers are? Are, are the Frogs made of life fibers? <laughs> I mean, maybe? <laughs> That'd be cool. It, it, it'd be real interesting to get some interconnectivity going on, but yeah, like, they don't not... normally do that. Like, no. but it would be fun just to be like, yeah, I found these things that they that I read that they were called life fibers, and then I made them my robots. I'm, like, I'm okay, pretty sure cool. there's a theory that links all the triggers. 
Oh yeah, it's it's it, there's absolutely it's. I mean, it's like the it's the Pixar theory too. The like, Triggerverse. Yeah. Papa and everybody are actually the anti spirals. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's the humans down there in that crevasse. The, 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 uh, the garden, the, uh, the garden is a study and exotype of what the, uh, the orphanage was in Kisniver. Like all of this is just post-apocalyptic, like everything. <laughs> well, I mean, the parasites are pretty much living parasites that came out of Klaxosaur cores. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah, absolutely. There's no actual human, or if they are, like, there's, like, if there's actual humans, we don't know what they are. Uh, but if, yeah. they're, if they're even the humans we know at that point. Yeah, exactly, because we don't I know mean, the place. I mean, the adults in the in the plantations might be humans that were recruited, like, as workers, but they're being kept alive by artificial means. Yeah. So they're almost more cyborg than human at this point. I mean, like, in this kind of civilization uh in this type of war i mean what's the point of keeping them alive labor well yeah but you saw that she got tired after just meeting having a child to entertain well her heart may have been on its way out anyway Hmm. because they were replacing it at the end of the episode and see that's and that's the thing is everybody here has been out of their element at some point Oh, yeah. Um, and we all know how draining that is in every regard physical, emotional, spiritually, mentally. Being outside of your element is will sap your battery like nobody's business. And keep in mind, it's, it's been referenced, you know, multiple times at this point the adults do not have children anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have to. Find a way to create new workers. And not to mention, if, you know, the battery goes out on your car, do you buy a new car or do you replace the battery? Exactly. Which of those things is more efficient? And which of those are more frightening when we're talking about human beings? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... Um, yeah, like, but though this episode was just, it was, it was very heartwarming. It was very nice being able to see everybody smile and being happy, including Futoshi. Like, even though Futoshi's obviously suffering, you know, it's still, he is like, there's, there's stuff there and he's still able to be happy and content with things that are going on. Yeah. And even though we all know the other shoe is going to drop, it was nice to be able to kind of catch our breath a little bit. Absolutely. No, the other shoe is not going to drop. It's going to come and smash us in the face. Yeah, it, it's not a shoe. It's a steel po- <laughs> oh. boot for everybody. Scrotum, and I'm including, I'm including women in that. Did um? Do we talk <laughs> about the little kiss that uh, Kuroko and Kokoro, uh, Kokoro, Kokoro, and Mitsuru? It, it is Shin- literally the Japanese word for heart. Uh, he wants a baby in her. <laughs> Mitsuru's baby. Any baby. Anybody. Like, if one of the girls could do it, she would take it. You've seen how much she cuddles Miku. Yeah. And it was the same thing in that horrible yeah, thing. And we're not going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, we were able to not go three hours on this episode. It's because there was only one episode to talk about. <laughs> only one episode to talk about. And the fact is, it was one of the more lighthearted, world-buildingly episodes. 
but there was still just that little sprinkle of darkness. Yes. That's like, oh god, what's going to happen here? Like the 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 streak of gray in Miku's hair. Yeah, what does that mean? And 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 in uh what's her like, name? That Nana's. even gave Zero two pause. Yeah. And that and that's what frightened me the most the fact that Zero two was taken aback by it. Um damn it, war, you can't keep doing this to me. You can't give me Infinity War, done in the Franks. My heart can only take so much. Darling, Which, oh, by the way, how fucking adorable is it that Zero Two is redrawing her picture book from memory? Right? Like, Beautifully. Yeah, flawlessly. And I love it. Like, thank you. And it's, it's all through eating. Yay, eating. <laughs> Food um, is magical. I, I know we talked a... about this last time, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have dealt with uh, Mummy, Darlene, and uh, MMO Junkie all in the same season. Yeah. How to murder Raul. <laughs> <laughs> with cuteness and like just ripping my heart out, putting it back in, sewing it back up, and then doing it again. Yep. Yeah. One one small thing that I think is going to come back, that ship they were talking about, Ringhorny, in... I looked it up because I was super curious. It was the greatest of all ships in Norse mythology, and it was the funeral ship of Balder. Oh. oh. So it's not a... It's not a so, uh, yeah, I, I think that they're doing... They're going to go some direction with Norse mythology because if you remember, they keep calling their home Mistletane. Yeah, that's true. So yes. there, there's a level of mythology. Especially after playing so much God of War, I am down for more Norse mythology. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. instead of a Franks, it's going to be basically like a Franks carrier. Epic. Like a mobile battle station for them to all go down into Grand Cavrasen. Or if we're, we're going to go the the Gurren Lagan, it's, it's a Franks for your Franks. <laughs> it's got to be piloted by two Franks. And it's the Franks and the Franks positions. <laughs> You get butt you get butt controls come out of your fronks. One fronks has to be a pistol, but pistol. One fronks is a statement statement. <laughs> well, no, because you get the you get one of the nine fronks <laughs> to be the pistol because it's reversed, and then you get Strelitzia to be the statement. I'm okay with this. <laughs> she ain't taking shit from nobody. That's for sure. So, nope. <laughs> quick thing, uh, I was looking at Goral's um, voice actress. Actor. Actor. actor, sorry. Say, wait, no, Goro. I know Goro's a man. Like, wait, no, is it Goro? You talking about Zorame? Yeah, Zorame. Zorame's so, voice actress? Yeah. I thought I was with names. Um, she voices Gray from, uh, from Fairy Tale. Yeah. It's real weird. Like, because Gray doesn't sound like a woman. <laughs> She must be like a contralto or something. Yeah, she she has to be, you know, contralto, color a Torah, color all the color Torah, uh, you know, something like she she's obviously has some range and I love it. Yeah, because even Zorome, like I would not have expected to be a female actor. Yeah, um, I still would have liked one of them to be a trap. Like and not even be like a thing, like just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a girl. Okay. Cool. Since, since it's like a full, exp- it's it's a, it's it's an experimental squad. We we've, we've yeah, been told exactly. this that it's like they're they're uh, 
I just completely blanked. Their francs are like come all over the board. They're not uniformed at all. Yeah, and that's the entire point of them when you get 26. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad we didn't get to see any of the other squads Bronx. Like I would have liked to have seen if they were the same as 26 or if each oh. uh plantation like has their own has squad its own design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I'm saying yeah, yeah all 26s, but that's it. Like but we know but like not all of the squads are destroyed yet, so we still might get a chance to see them. And yeah. the nines were relatively similar to each other too though. Yeah. But they but, were also all relatively similar to Sterlitzia. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it seems being a, and then that's why I uh, thirteen is more of a experimental because not even the nines, the best pilots in the entire world, get specialized frogs for themselves. Their production lines. Yeah, they, they might be it's, high end production lines, but they're not. <laughs> they're real good production line, but they're not. Well, it's interesting because they're actually labeled as Nines Custom Francs. Mm-hmm. But even though, like, so I'm guessing that they're like, that they're, that they're production line chassis and then each, the cockpit is like tweaked slightly or something. But I mean, they're also custom in that the guys are the pistols. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do love that we got that reversal, by the way. Absolutely. Did not see it coming in the least. No. Not at all. Like, of all the reversals I was expecting, I was not expecting that, and I'm so glad they went that direction. Yeah, freaking Sterilitia being the only one that's normal. I love that. So good. And all she's right. only normal to a certain extent, because she's piloted by a Klaxosaur. Alright, you guys. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap up, shall we? Who we can oh boy, where the show goes. Uh, you know where this show is going to go? This show is going to MetroCon in Tampa, <laughs> Florida on July 19th through 22nd. We are hosting not one, just not, not just the Anime Otaku Show 2017 and early 2018 Anime and Review, which is this show in overdrive and live Saturday, July 21st, 11 a.m. to 11.50 a.m. in room 25. But also, before that, before the main course, you have to have the appetizer. It's the deepest appetizer that you will ever have because the Anime Otaku Show presents Studio Trigger, Subversion, Inspection, and Looking Beneath the Surface. Uh, Also in panel room 25 from 10 to 10.50 a.m. So that's right, back-to-back Anime Otaku Show goodness on July 21st in Tampa, Florida, metroconventions.com. Dun, dun, dun. Get your tickets now. Uh, it, uh, I've been going to MetroCon for like five years. No, God, eight years now. This will be my eighth year going to MetroCon. And... It's always a blast. And this is my first year doing anything like major with it. I've been impressed for every year, but like this is my first year doing anything major with it. And like, I am so stoked that they approved these and that we're going to be there and we're doing stuff and I'm so happy. And, and, and you guys need to come out. It's going to be a good show. It could be real, real good. We should probably get around to actually writing a script or something for it. Yeah. That'll yeah. be, that'll be yeah. out. Maybe. It'll be after Australia. I'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, 
Uh, but if you want to get a hold of the show, you can do so at show at geek-io.net. Make sure you put anime in the subject line. That's right. We have a new email address, show at geek-io.net. And put anime in the subject line. Uh, means you can continue to email the other one too because that email's not going away, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore. So show at geek-io.net, anime in the subject line. Uh, all of our social media is still slash Geek.io show. Remember that we are live Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash Geek.io show. You can smash that love button to get notifications that we are live. If, uh, if, you get, uh, if you are a Twitch Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to us for free once per month. You can you get a free subscription. Gets us $2.50 in our pocket that you don't pay for. Comes straight out of Jeff Bezos' car in space, straight to our wallets. Um, oh, also, you can buy 500 bits. That's $5 worth of bits for $0.99 cents currently. I believe it's still a thing. I'm 99% sure it's still a thing. Um yeah, that is five dollars into our into our beamed from the space car into our wallets directly for a dollar out of yours. Uh, you can also subscribe to us, I suppose, but you know that's that's five dollars a month. But you know, if you don't do that, cool. That one you don't have to think about every month. I'm not going to argue. It's nice to see that. Please, <laughs> please subscribe to us. Uh, <laughs> also, you can go over to geek-io.net for all of our shows, schedules, everything that we're doing. Um, Come tune in Thursday. Uh, by the way, all right. So I'm going to put this out now. Thursday, the goal, the road to a thousand followers is real. You guys, we are currently at 986 followers on Twitch.tv/GeekIOshow. If we make it to a thousand on or before Thursday, which is our rant and review of Avengers: Infinity War with the show with the host of Scam School and the Modern Rogue, Brian Brushwood, on it, talking the biggest movie of our entire lives. I will be giving away a prize package worth almost $500. Damn! That is 100%. Like, I, if we can get you 1,000 followers, 500 dollars in prizes will be given out on thursday this will be our biggest show ever if we can cross over that thousand follower mark i'll bring the party hats absolutely freaking bring them we're gonna make a big noise i'll play the birthday song because why the fuck not <laughs> see uh, carrie's camera for actual party hats yeah party hats <laughs> I don't know why this is on my desk. I was, <laughs> I was, I was cleaning the den, and now it's here. It's a great place for it to be, though. It's kind of like why I have a Santa hat on the bed always. I'm never removing the Santa hat unless somebody sleeps on this bed. But is there a hat drawer? No, unfortunately not. I have a cable drawer. I don't have a hat drawer. The cable drawer is that drawer right there. Is it full of Josh Berlin? Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> then it would be purple and ripply. It's so dark. It's so sad. Um, but yeah. Thursday, Avengers, uh, 10 p.m., twitch.tv slash geekio show. Thousand followers. Let's make it happen, folks. But for all of us here, we will see you next time. Sayonara. Bye bye. See you guys. Bye.
Goddammit, Raul, when you're combo breaking. Hi, my name is Warlord Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this Geekai Media Network production. Copyright 2018, you see how that works? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>